This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into... Wrestling memorabilia. If you're into sports memorabilia, please visit firstworld.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. They got everything from signed comic books to signed wrestling figures. Sports memorabilia from any type of sporting league you want. They got it. They update daily. And best thing is, they ship worldwide. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Shovel Knight, Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, visit legacysubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building anything that makes you feel great it is there they are legacy sports nutrition at legacysubs.com and if you want to support me directly you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down down wow that, that was a really bad accent maybe i was trying to do my english accent there scroll down on your device it's embedded right there in the description click on that link it takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs Phone cases, anything you need or want, it is literally there. But most importantly, and the freest thing, and the best thing you should be doing for the podcast each and every week, if you haven't done so already, is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined once again by my friend from the UK to talk all about pro wrestling. He is the former host of Gato 5, the music playing tattoo-wearing, urine aficionado, Jesse Benz. I mean, that is the best introduction I've ever had in my life, and I appreciate that. Um, I do feel a bit like my urine loving, it might be a bit in question today, because oh. I feel I feel neutered, quite frankly, because oh. I'm normally obviously joined with by my I partner know. in crime, Matt. He's missing. Yeah, who is very much like the embodiment of my penis, but he's um, yeah, he's not here. Uh, he's um, he's currently on the phone with you lot. He's on the phone with a bunch of Canadians trying to sort his visa out because he's supposed to be flying out tomorrow, right? Um, so he can't That's make crazy. it. So I'm on my own solo. But he's a part time fucker, and I'm not. So it's nice to be here. Yeah, you've never missed an episode since I've called out to you, Max. On the other hand, he's missed your episodes. He's missed my Dude, episodes, right? You covered, yeah. So uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know. Me and Max used to do a podcast called Got Till Five. Max couldn't make an episode, so Steve stepped in and was my co-host for that episode. So, and once again, it's just the two of us. So I think we're the dream team now, Steve. I think so. He, he's he's the what is it? The anchor that's weighing us down. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just need to cut him loose and be free. Now we get to we travel can, the world without him. Yeah, and he can sink to the bottom with all those weird fish with like bulbs on their head and shit. Fuck that. Oh my. Well, we're going to get real opinions today here, my friends. We're not going to get cut off by anyone. We're not going to get like, you know, in- intellectual or anything. Cause like, we're not going to get, yeah, there's not going to be know. a man shushing us when we're talking about 
horrible things. Oh my! Well, before he's, he's going to listen to this as well. He's going to like so. a couple of pricks. Yeah. Well, I hope he does listen because you know we we still love him, obviously. But yeah, you're a part timer. Beat it. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into wrestling, my friend. What's been going on with you? If you follow Jesse on the socials, this man's been going to festivals, performing, doing shit, putting on his festivals of his own, and I don't know, man, what's going on? I've been a busy boy this summer. Right? I think it's because of um, COVID and that, right? So, because uh. everyone had a couple of years of doing fuck all, it feels like they've been trying to squeeze two years into one summer. I think so. And, yeah, that's kind of what it's felt like. So, But yeah, I've been lucky enough to um, join... I play music with a guy called Trevor Babajack, who's got a new album coming out soon. It's uh, blues music, if you're into that. Um, and he's just so fucking busy, and because I'm part of his band, it's just been wall-to-wall festivals and stuff. It's been busy, but make hay while the sun shines and all that shit, you know what I mean? It's been, it's been great. Yeah, some of those photos and videos, bro, my hat's off to you. How many people was the biggest crowd that you performed in front of? Oh, thanks, man. Uh... I, I, I didn't do a head count. You should but have. Probably. <laughs> Does it, can everyone stop moving, please? Okay, one, two. No, I've lost my place. Start again. Um, I, I don't know, a few thousand. I, I don't know exactly awesome. what it is. But yeah, it's all right, man. It's, um, it's, it's going well. Thank you. Now, I, again, you know how this podcast is. I always like to look for the weird and the uncommon <laughs> stuff. So right, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I am gonna say, like, so I, my music life is quite different to my podcast life, okay. right? So like, the people that know me from music <laughs> aren't aware of this side of my personality. Oh my so, god! Like, if if they tune it, it's like, oh yeah, that lovely guy that plays music, he plays that blues music, does the folk festivals and stuff. Oh. Oh, he likes it when people piss on his face. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, like you just don't know who's going to tune in. So uh, I am constantly terrified of being cancelled, particularly when I come on shit like this. <laughs> That's hilarious. But any weird shit happened while you were performing throughout the summer? Um, uh, we nearly killed a guy. He, what? Um, a guy, a guy, um, a guy, I won't name him. Sure, um, of course. But um, a... Um, a fellow performer at one of the festivals that I was okay. helping organise got an electric shock in the middle of his set. Oh, no. From so there was some sort of crazy static going on. Okay, okay. His I think he was holding his guitar cable because he was sure. switching guitars, and then his lips touched the mic, <gasps> and basically his body kind of completed the circuit, right? Yeah. And it was like, but and it was like we had to get medics and all sorts Shut of up. shit. Did he go flying? Yeah. yeah. Like his set back? was obviously over and he was performing with his wife they were a husband-wife duo okay. so she's on keyboards and then oh, he gets no. this shock and like, has to leave the stage and she tries to like do a couple of solo songs but her head's not in the right place because she doesn't know the state of her husband what right who's backstage getting treatment from medics and stuff so yeah that was pretty fucking crazy he's fine everyone's okay. fine no okay, one's yeah. got sued we're all good <laughs> but <laughs> but fuck man like yeah that was probably the craziest thing of the summer was that one of the ones that you put together, or was it one you were just performing at? It was the one that I was stage managing. So oh, I even saw worse. a video on Instagram of me like thanking everyone when I was yeah. on the mic on the stage. Yeah, it was that one. Oh my! So yeah, so if something went down. You would have been probably held reliable for it, no? <laughs> Mate, I would have been. I would have been sprinted down the field. <laughs> they never would have seen my ass again. Speaking of coming I mean, to Canada, Canada with you by now. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Oh my god, no, that's awesome. How about future stuff? Anything that you look up to on the horizon or anything beyond this even? Uh Trevor Babajack album is coming out um end of October, early November, we think. Literally got the masters back today. I've been listening to it. It sounds fucking okay. wicked. Nice, um nice. so we're gonna send it to reviewers and shit like that. So new album, that's pretty exciting. Um and then yeah, just winter gigs, man. Like winter's oh, okay. cool because um fe- Festivals are great, but then once sure. you get to the winter, you're playing all the clubs and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And gotcha. like, that's just a nice, nice vibe. So we got a few in London and stuff like that. So yeah, London gigs are my favourite because people just, whether they know you or not, people just turn up. Do you know what I mean? It's sure. just that sort of vibe. They just turn up to support live music. So you always get a good turnout, whether whether you got a fan base there or not, which is wicked. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So now for people who don't know that are over here on this side that are listening, how are the clubs there in England? Because just so I... The way I look at it, because obviously I lived in Portugal, and their club started like at 2 in the morning and went on till 8 in the morning. Is that sort of the same thing as you guys over there? No. It's, okay. Um, so, no, it tends to be like, so it'll open at like 
eight in the evening. Oh, that's early. Have, Shit. Yeah, early. You'll have live music sort of okay. nine nine till midnight, and then uh, from midnight a DJ will come on sure. and it will just be like music all night. So you can stick around and like you know get your drink on and shit, which is as uh, a performer that's fucking wicked. I'm done by course. midnight. I can I could just drink that is and you know just chat to the groupies. Happy days, and. Um, and that goes on till the early hours. And then if you can't afford a hotel room, you might as well just stay in the club all night, right? <laughs> that is <laughs> exactly my point. Because yeah. you guys don't yeah. have like a last call type of thing where alcohol is stopped, served at a certain time? Uh, well, we, we do in pubs, but oh, okay. not generally in clubs. Clubs will pay for a different license. So awesome. uh, they'll be able to go on all night if they want, especially in London. You know, I wish. Over here, man, there's such sticklers. Like again, this Canadian government, I don't understand. You need passes and everything. And then they won't even give it to you. Like our last call's at two. So after two, no place in Ontario could serve alcohol. Really? Nowhere at all? <clears throat> Nowhere at all. Doesn't matter where you go. You, well, obviously there's after hours that are illegal. If you know people, wink, wink, you could go there, right? But other than that, no, unless you're drinking at home, obviously, right? And what's more fucked up is when the World Cup's going on, and it's different hours where we get the games early in the morning. We can't start serving alcohol at a, until 11 in the morning. So if a game is oh, on at 9 or 10, people are at the bar watching the game and no one can fucking drink. Oh, that sucks. You just have right? like orange juice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shit. Uh, yeah, that's bad. I don't know what the World Cup... Is that soccer World Cup you're talking yeah, about? Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and I I don't know what... Because it's in Qatar this year, isn't it? So, well, for your I, time frame, it's the same. I, th- I think it's only an hour, maybe oh, an hour it? or two off, if that. Oh, great. I, I'm shit at stuff like that, but uh, that's good news. Winter World Cup's going to be fucking weird, though. Cause... I think it's going to be cool, actually. The only thing I'm going to not like is being out on the street partying when, when and if Portugal wins a game, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, Portugal do all right, man. I think, but um, I think so too, it's but. yeah, Winter World Cup. Like from our point of view, we're just going to be all crowded into pubs, giving each other COVID again, right? Because like no, no one will oh, be outside. Like, I didn't even think of that summer. part. That's yeah. true. <laughs> like normally, we have like you know big screens in the pub gardens and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, exactly. Everyone's spread out, and yeah, sure. but it's going to be way too cold for that shit. Oh yeah, well imagine over here then. Fuck. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like dig deep in style, aren't you? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, speaking of World Cups, let's talk about the world of professional wrestling. Well, that's that's what I'm here for. You're you're like the only person that I get to speak to about professional wrestling now, and Max, obviously, but right. he's bailed on us today. But yeah, it's nice since you know I don't do the podcasts anymore. It's, I know. Um, it's it's just lovely to come and actually talk about it, even though I barely watch it, but I do watch the big shows. Well, that's what we're here to talk about because it was a huge weekend. You know, I know where this is airing uh, Thursday or whenever people are listening to it. But if you're listening to it Thursday, it's sort of fresh. Like, you know what I mean? It's a huge weekend for WWE and AEW. So, you know what I mean? Like, I know you're not really into you guys, both of you actually, when Max is here too, aren't really into WWE. You guys jumped off of it. But I could see you guys making the switch soon because if you start, if you're reading what's going on in the headlines and stuff, it's, it's starting to heat up over there. You know what? I, I feel that, actually, um, since Triple H has taken over. And the few clips I've seen and the things I've heard, right. I never thought I'd see the day where WE was sort of appealing to me again. But it is happening that way. Max sent me a clip today okay. of WWE. Right, I don't, you're going to have to forgive me. I don't know the wrestler's name. What's sure. the name of the blonde guy with like the moustache who's really starey? Oh, Dexter um, Loomis. Right. So Max sent me a clip today, which I guess was from Raw last night, because we okay. were this on Tuesday, um, of Miz climbing over the cage to get out of a cage match. And then he just looks down, and that and guy yeah. is just, like, lying flat <laughs> under the ring. But, like, <laughs> like, you can just see him at the top, just staring up at him. And Max sent it to me and said, I've no idea what the context is of this, but it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. And I totally agree with him. Just the way the camera <laughs> to him and he was just staring up i was like that's money man i might need to tune into this shit like the way i would describe it to someone like you who stopped watching it remember the heydays and the golden era of nxt yeah yeah i'm not saying it's that so don't jump on me you're starting to see glimpses and i could see it eventually at least being half of that Right, we're on the road. Is what yes, exactly. Yeah. The pieces are starting to fall into place. Obviously, all the names coming back that were released before, like you know what I mean. And obviously, you were all in NXT, and even bringing back Karrion Cross and nixing that he was even brought up the first time, and not even acknowledging that was a thing. Like you know what I mean. This, this is how it should have been. This is Triple H showing Vince McMahon, you old fucking bag, 
Look, if yeah. you just listen to me from the beginning, look what we could have been doing for such a long time with the talent from NXT. How are the camera cuts nowadays? Better. It's still the same because Dunn is still there, obviously. But again, that era is going to end eventually too. But you're starting to see different stuff. Like now they're doing while, like for example, uh, I know Max is in here, but Edge, he was cutting a promo about the whole Mysterio angle that's going on where Dominic turned on Ray and stuff and the Judgment Day and all this stuff. And while he's talking, they had a a picture-in-picture of the replay of what was happening. Instead of showing that while he's going, like, you know what I mean? So, and it's true. true. The guy's just talking. Do you really need to see him? No. You could listen, (laughs) and he could be up in the little corner, and he could watch what happened last week at the same time. Like, it's like they're saving time where it doesn't feel like Raw is dragging as it used to. So, yeah, it's still long because it's three hours, but at least I want to start watching again. And cliffhangers are back. First names are back. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm into it. Um, I saw a picture of Edge the other day. First time I'd seen okay. him in a while. He is looking haggard as fuck, man. Yeah. He looks like... Um, you know the janitor from um, Harry Potter? Filch. I know who he is, but I don't remember what he looks like. So Edge basically looks like he could be his son. Okay. I'll, which is not good. I'll, I'll take your word on that one. But yeah, he... Oh, you know... Canadians don't age well, apparently, so... No, yeah, he looks like the side of a mountain. <laughs> well, look at... Well, Bret Hart has at least a, an excuse. Look how much shit he had to battle through with diseases and stuff. Because when it showed him again in the crowd at... Cause, well, you didn't see it because he was at Clash at the Castle. Because obviously, it's the first big pay-per-view in a big arena since SummerSlam. Since Summer so they Slam had to 92. acknowledge that match, right? So he was there in the yeah, audience. And yeah, Bret Hart, yeah, poor guy. He looks better than he did before, I uh, mind you. But yeah, he... It's hard seeing these guys that we grew up watching looking the way they are. Like, even Mongo McMichael, poor guy, man. I hope he kicks out of this. It's hard. There's donations going around to help him out. But, oh, I saw a pic of Ric Flair and, and Dean Malenko visiting him. Oh, that was so heartbreaking, man. I saw I saw the same pic, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the, yeah, because Ric Flair oh. pulled, uh, posted it, didn't he? And yeah, like, exactly. Doing a full horseman thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah, as bad as Bret Hart looks, he definitely looks better than Davey Boy Smith does, <laughs> who was his opponent as some Oh my god, that's fucking... <laughs> See, this is when we need Max. <laughs> oh my god. But no, Class at the Castle was actually decent. It's, it's weird that we stopped reviewing WWE when it's starting to get better. But I'm sure once... Again, if it gets really that good, I'm sure we could start talking about it again too. But I don't know which one was actually better, and you can't contest to it because you didn't watch the WWE one. But uh, it was. I just want to literally touch on three matches because at least you know these these people. I'll start off with Gunther, which was Walter. I don't know if you again. I don't know if you're yeah, yeah. familiar with all the name changes I'm too, not, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that one. Or Gunther, as they say it. It's not Gunther. It's Gunther because Gunther's from Friends. <laughs> Versus Sheamus. I did not know I needed to watch this match. When they first announced it, I was like, ah, another two big men, whatever. I've seen what they did with Gunther. They've trimmed him down. He's not the same that he was in NXT UK. And it's, yeah, he's IC champ. But again, it's like Shinsuke. You know, he was IC champ. But was he the New Japan Shinsuke? I don't think so. But this match, oh, you saw early Sheamus when he defeated Triple H all those times. You saw Gunther in his early NXT days and being world champ. Oh, man, it was a great match, great match. I saw pictures after I saw the state of Sheamus after the match. Right, so, his chest. Yeah. Woo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But fuck, man. I mean, I've seen when Walter was wrestling. He wrestled in England for a long, long time before he was with WE. And okay. um, I, so I've seen him up close, smack bitches around. You know what I mean? And fuck me, he does not pull anything. It's horrendous. It's great. It's amazing. It's the way I could describe it again for you would be a it was WWE's version of a strong style match. How about that? Yeah, cool. yeah, totally. I, I do need to find it, you know. That is the sort of thing that I'd be into. I do need to watch that. I think Plus, so. And two, it's not too long. Kind, kind of local boys. I know, like, one's That's Irish true. and one's German, but the German, he's Austrian, actually, not German. But uh, he, yeah. he spent a lot of time um, He spent a lot of time in England, so he feels like a local boy, do you know what I mean? It's so funny, because Seamus has been in the WWE for so long, I don't even consider him Irish anymore, and I don't even acknowledge his accent. To me, it seems like he doesn't <laughs> even have an eye, because I'm just so used to the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Also, I saw because um, Seamus is with um, Butch, as they're calling him now, right. isn't he? But it feels like, uh, but he's kind of going back to Pete Dunne, it, I've been noticing. Like, they're sort sure. of deliberately transitioning him back to the Pete Dunne character, right? Which is fucking great news, because I thought it was 
just I thought Pete Dunne has always been money, man. He's Me so too. fucking good. And changing him into this weird Peaky Blinders ripoff, like <laughs> they were trying to do. That's basically what it was, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, no, this is fucking terrible. And he looks stupid. He looked like he looked like fucking. So it was like Peaky Blinders meets. Um, I don't know, gay strippers, oh wasn't God. it? Like, with, like, the hat, but then, like, the dungarees and the vests. Sure. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, so I hope that Pete Dunne is going back to Pete Dunne. That would make me very happy. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then, obviously, with Rich Holland there, too, he's a great addition to those boys as well. And, yeah, that's a pretty... And that's the other thing. Factions are starting to slowly come back, to in WWE. Yeah, that's cool. Which has been missing for a while. And, yeah, and it doesn't have to be tag teams. It could be... Three guys, it could be a tag, whatever. But yeah, I, I love that as well. Another match I want to touch on quickly, Rollins versus Riddle. Or now, Matt Riddle, he got his first name back. So Excuse me, sorry. So Matt's one of the few who got his first name back, so now he's Matt Riddle once again. Nice. Yeah, because Riddle was a fucking shit name. That was ridiculous. Just makes you think of Batman, right? And he's nothing right? like the Riddler. Exactly. Yeah. Like So great spots. Rollins wins in this one, spoiler alert. But Right, yeah. But it was a, looking like Alan John, right? Sorry? Looking like Elton John. Yes. I saw him come out. Just yes. <laughs> Again, he's great. Uh, whatever rendition of Rollins this is now, I think this is his best form of what he's ever done before. And people were saying he's lost so many. I, don't, I can't remember what it was. Like someone put it out where he'd lost like three or four months every week in a row. Like he didn't have a win since like WrestleMania. Some crazy oh, right. fucking stat. Again, don't quote right. me. It's I'm paraphrasing, but it was a long time from not winning. So I could see why they gave him this win. But at the same time, I could see this being a feud that literally lasts until the end of the year. It's one of those. And the storytelling is great. Even, I don't know if you caught that clip on Raw where they said, quotation marks, the cameras weren't rolling anymore. And then after Rollins threw in like the pipe bomb, so to speak, that, you know, Riddle is, a lo- again, paraphrasing, Riddle is some kind of loser, not even his wife and kids could stay with him and they left. And then after Riddle started swearing, and you saw like, literally, when people go sober, like you know that moment, like he was like, you know, playing his high character and then all of a sudden his eyes went and you saw the guy who used to be a fucking mixed martial artist, a fucking killer. Yeah. And I think that added so much to the story, man. Nice. I like that. No, it's good. Again, Great storytelling, different stuff, and, and and it's awesome. And then obviously the main event quickly Reigns versus McIntyre. Everyone thought McIntyre was going to get this win. I still didn't believe it. I don't, I think there's going to be something bigger planned. I don't know if they're waiting for for Cody to come back. The rumblings of the Fiend because supposedly he had a ticket to go to Wales, but then he never showed up. So who knows what that rumor was all about? And now Braun Strowman showing up. Who knows if the Fiend's next? Right, but. I didn't think he was going to win it there. I think they just made it so much so then, you know, it's like, ah, oh, they got me. Like, you know what I mean? One of those type of things. And who would have yeah, known it, the third Uso would have shown up too? I, it would have been such a moment though, right? Of Drew McIntyre winning the title in Britain. Do you know what I mean? But like, it's not uh, Scotland. If it was Scotland, I would agree. He's going to fucking win still, it. It's, nope. still, it's still Britain. It's still Great Britain. United. But that's like Bret Hart winning in Toronto versus Calgary. No, it's not the, really the same. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Yeah, if they ever do something in Scotland, that would be amazing, obviously. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it does feel like a shit. But I also love that. I love um, long, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, champ, champions that have a long reign. Yes. I'm really into that. Me I, too. I love that shit. Even, yeah. Like even when even when I think back to like, do you remember when JBL uh, was the WWE champion in like two thousand and four, and he held it for nearly a year, I think. Yeah. And um, at the time, I fucking hated it, but I was fourteen years old and I was supposed to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it just and it just looking back now, it's like actually that was really fucking good booking because just when I felt like I was at my wit's end with JBL, John Cena comes along right. and. For about Perfect. five minutes, I was a huge John Cena fan because he dethroned JBL. And I wouldn't have loved Cena so much if JBL hadn't had that massive reign before and just sort of snuck snuck out of retaining so many times. Do you know what I mean? It, just, course. it was great. No, it was great. And speaking of JBL, I don't know if you know, again, he's sort of back because it looks like he's going to start being Corbin's new mentor. Oh, right, okay, that's interesting. He's a good mouthpiece, to be fair. Right? Um, he, yeah, I mean, he's a bit of a twat by all accounts, but um, yeah, of yeah course. But he, but he can talk, so... No, that would be great. Yeah, so all in all, I thought this was a great event from top to bottom, really, especially with the stuff they've been 
putting out recently triple h doing a great job hats off to him imperium is back that's the other big thing that happened too they finally formed all three of them together because i guess before they thought now he goes by giovanni vinci I, i forgot his name before but they, I guess, again, shorter guy, you know what I mean? That's not Vince McMahon's type, because look what they did with Apollo. That guy should have been shot to the moon, and look, he got fucking shot to Nigeria, poor guy. And it's like, like, uh, like and now he's in NXT, and he's doing good shit there. So, And that's the other yeah. thing. Hopefully NXT starts picking up as well. And, and how about this? Before we get to AEW, how about NXT UK ending its reign? What, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's good... For British wrestling, oh, because, okay. Um, person, I think Max would probably disagree with me if he was here, but um, I, um, I think it's good for British wrestling just because um, we had such a strong independent scene here, and I think so, yeah. NXT UK kind of obviously plucked all the best performers right and took them away from us, and now our independent scene isn't as good. But hopefully it can build itself back up. And I think NXT UK was very damaging to that. And and also it was strange. I knew it was never going to work because why would you pay WWE t- ticket money right? to go see these guys who next week will be wrestling in the barn out the back of your local pub for, for £10 a ticket? You know what I mean? It just it didn't make any sense to me. I, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's gone. And as long as the wrestlers can all find work and the British independence scene um, grows again, I'm glad it's gone. But only if the wrestlers make a living, obviously. I don't want anyone to be out of a job. Well, of course, and you see, they've let go of a lot of the the talent. I guess they're not going to keep moving forward. But they're also going to be coming out with NXT Europe. So that's going to be yes. replacing it. I think what 2023 is going to start or something like that. So I'm interested to see what's going to develop from that now. Obviously, if they don't make the European Championship the head title, they already fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, just bring <laughs> X Pack back to <laughs> present it. <laughs> he was always my European champion. No, man, Shane McMahon. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh yeah, Shane McMahon did as well, didn't he? Yeah, fuck it out. And uh, who was Regal? Obviously, it's like you're you're European. You have to hold this belt. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, for some reason, X, X-Pac's always the first person that pops in my head when I think you're of the right. European type. Yeah, me yeah. too. But <laughs> what what are your thoughts of it? What do you think is going to come of this? You think it's going to be, again, know. the UK, or is it actually going to be Europe? Well, yeah, fuck knows. I mean, I, what, so they haven't, we haven't had any information, I'm assuming, about this. Nothing like, at all. Is it going to go, because if it's a proper European, so if it's like, we have a big event in Paris and then we have a big event in Berlin. That's what I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean? Right? That'd be fucking cool. I'd be into that. Right. But um, but if it's just a rebrand of NXT UK, I'm not into that. But I just want, yeah, I want I it, if not. it's going to be European, make it properly European, you know. I want to see, I bet, I don't know anything about the French wrestling scene or the German wrestling scene. It, it'll be interesting. I bet there's some fucking great performers out there that we don't know about and I hope that they get um, some time, you know. Yeah, no, it's true, and that's what I hope does come of it, and they could even have, like, when they have, like, the local shows, do something like how AEW does Dark, and you bring all this local talent, and you put on that for the people who pay to see it live, or something. like, you know what I mean, and then, like you said, you could air the great matches, leave it on the network, and then it exposes that whole country and that scene, because... Like you said, you brought up Germany, like a great promotion out of Germany, shout out to them, is WXW, like they do great stuff, and I've seen a ton of people come through, like Tony Storm has wrestled there, Gunther has wrestled there, like you know, a bunch of Canadians have gone through their doors, and it's crazy that this amount of talent is wrestling out there, and no one has, like when I had Nick Aldis on, he said he just came back from Poland, and I'm like, Poland has, he's like, fuck yeah, they were going nuts when they saw it, I was like, really, they actually know, like, our, re-? and it's like, I would never have thought this shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just crazy, there's a whole world out there, man, and um, I've been listening to, have you listened to William Regal's podcast at all? He's, no, not at all. Uh, been doing a po- it's okay. fucking, sorry to plug other podcasts. No, I'm fucked, podcast. okay, because uh, William um, Regal is on my level, like, yeah. come on, man, <laughs> fuck. But, um, but anyway, Regal's been doing a podcast lately, and um, it's just him talk, like, um, just a guy chatting to him about the old days, basically. Okay. And, but I didn't. But and Regal has some fucking great stories, right? I can imagine. Can imagine. And, but the amount of stuff that he did in Germany, like in the eighties and stuff, yeah. like he just talks about. It. So Germany seems to be this almost untapped market, you know, just this hotbed so. of pro wrestling that all these great wrestlers go through, but the actual content never really reaches us you know well that's the the thing with wwe they promote that they're worldwide 
But yet, they don't go into Africa, which, again, a ton of people watch wrestling in Africa, and that's such an untapped market there. Like, same thing, they, I know they've tried in Asia, and that's hard for them to get, but look what they've done in India, and all the talent they've brought over into NXT through yeah. India. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why not go to all these places? Because if people are watching and you have the numbers to support it, that means people are growing up wanting to be wrestlers just like how we wanted to over here. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, hopefully it's good stuff. We'll see what happens again. And obviously the honeymoon stage is going to be fantastic, always at, at the beginning. But we'll see what transpires of this and if something comes of this. But uh, I have my fingers crossed. If Triple H is heading this up, then we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Yeah, the future's bright for WE, which uh, is weird to say, but it's cool. And it's so weird. It's WWE is turning to AEW and AEW is turning to WWE. Who would have <laughs> fucking thought that yeah. at the beginning of this year? Yeah, crazy. My God. Well, speaking of AEW, let's get into it all out, my friend. This you actually watched. We have the same sort of, you know, yeah, outcome. So I went, to, and, I I went to my friend Chris's house last night to watch it. Uh, there was my friend Nick and my friend Ollie were both there. So it was the four of us. Okay. I didn't realize I was the only one drinking until I turned up. I turned up with I turned up with a bottle of wine, and I was Good like, right, just, yeah, just drank the bottle of wine throughout the whole thing whilst they were there with their diet cokes." Um, but um, I don't know if the wine helped or hindered me with the show. But um, I have to say that it didn't blow me away like I was expecting it to. And you, okay, you didn't watch the pre-show. I did, and on top of it, the day before I watched. Clash at the Castle, and that afternoon I watched uh, World Collide. So you had a you had a big wrestling day, exactly. So you know what I mean. It's like in two days I must have watched over twelve hours of wrestling, like you know, without fast forwarding because it's all matches, obviously because they're pay per views. So you could yeah, only yeah. imagine. So I don't know if it was fatigue, but I don't think it was because I still enjoyed stuff and some matches brought me into it. But I don't know if you felt like this. It felt like a very long episode of Dynamite. Yeah, kind of. Right? Yeah. yeah, it did have that feel to it. It felt like... So All Out is supposed to be their biggest show of the year, right? Or well, they haven't officially so, said what is their, you know... No. But uh, I would assume had, so, right? It's always had that feeling to me, yeah. Right. But it felt like... But because of that, you sort of feel like on your big pay-per-view shows, you're supposed to be resolving storylines, right? This Good is call. like the... This is the conclusion of yep. all the feuds that you've been doing. And it didn't, nothing felt like that for me. They were just starting something new or continuing something with every match. And it, and that's why it felt like dynamite to your point, because that's what the weekly show is for. You're supposed to be moving the feuds on and then exactly. finishing them at the pay-per-view. But this just felt like they were just continuing on stuff that's already happening or starting brand new shit, which is, an odd thing to do and another thing that threw me off not all the matches but i've noticed at least a few at least more than three the ring psychology was so off and a lot of the finishes and stuff in the middle did not make sense to me i don't know if that again that was just me or if i was fatigued but i I don't know man it's like this is like how they were storytelling when they first started running AEW. it's like now these guys are regressing what's going on here yeah yeah yeah. no it's 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 weird i it just doesn't feel like there's any long-term booking, does it? It feels a bit mm. a bit week to week. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think there was a period of AEW where it really felt they knew exactly what they were doing and really planning out these storylines weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in advance, which is, which to be fair, is the Triple H way and the NXT Black and Gold way yeah. as was, you know, which is probably what we're going to be getting with WE now. And it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like that's happening at the moment. Well, speaking of long-term booking, look what they're doing with Wardlow and FTR. These guys were on fire. Like, you know what I mean? The best tag team in the world, the the best one of the best up-and-coming talent. And they just, you like, FTR's not in no title picture. They're not wrestling big time. They're wrestling more singles matches now. And Wardlow, after he won the TNT, is really not feuding with anyone. Just comes out and does powerbomb after powerbomb. Like, that was cool at first, but it's got to mean something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got to move it on. And on one hand, so if we could jump to that match very quickly. Of course, yeah. uh, Those three, when they wrestled together. So on one hand, when it started, it was like, oh, this is interesting. Because I've never seen Wardlow actually, he was having a back and forth match, right? And he was getting beat down a bit and stuff like that. 
And on one hand, it was like, oh, this is interesting. He can actually wrestle for a extended period of time. I assumed he was just going to get the hot tag after FTR <laughs> right. <laughs> work, right? Hit a few power bombs and go home. Of that course. was it. But he didn't, and fair play to him for that. But on the other hand, that's not how this character has been booked at all. So it was confusing, and I kind of wanted him to just get the hot tag, hit some power bombs, and go home. That's what he's there for, and it would have got a good pop. And that's all it needs. I'm sure he's more than capable of putting on long matches and having sure. back and forth matches, but we don't need to see that right now. No, it's so true. Well, at least he did give us the multitude of power bombs at the end, we like he usually does. Them. But <laughs> yeah, but even that match, like I know they tried to build it up, and it was cool to see Dax's daughter come out and all that. That, that was a nice little sweet touch, great storytelling there. But it still didn't. I, something was missing. Like you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, a nice touch, but again, we did not need, like, a, a lot of the matches just didn't feel like, like, even Hobbs and Starks, like, what happened there? Like, I thought Starks was going to be shot to the moon, and I'm not saying Hobbs should be buried, but you can't bury, they should have gone one of those matches where they both get knocked out, or double DQ, or count out, or something, where they both look strong. Now, it's like, what, Starks is going to play that whole Daniel Bryan card, and like, you know what I mean, and then become like this huge thing like you know what i mean like you're gonna try and build them up literally from nothing it's like why even go all that way back it's ah, i don't know man i had so high hopes for starks and now it's like that's it they fucked them up too yeah yeah i agree yeah there were there were a lot of mistakes i think and it's it's fucking so what annoys me is whenever we criticize shows and stuff the go-to response from the people booking will always be well, you don't know what we're doing next week. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it might well, watch it, but there's, but there's no. I just can't see that. I think I feel like there was so much irreversible damage done to um, to Punk, to Mox, to Daniel Bryan, to Starks. Like you say, I was um, going to bring up Bryan too. I, it's so I, true. I, I did like not. There's so, there's so many characters that. Um, came out of this show so much worse off than they went in. I know, everyone's praising the Danielson and Jericho match, and I don't know, I didn't see it. Like, it was okay. It, was, it wasn't the shit, but... I enjoyed, I enjoyed the match. Don't understand why Jericho had to win. Made no sense to well, me whatsoever. Obviously, it has to do with Garcia and this whole pulling of the... Like, you know, but there's, like, another guy who it's like, how is Danielson not your champ? Like, I think he should have been champ over Mox. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when they gave him the intern championship, and it's like... You give it to someone like Punk, you give it to someone like Marx, it's like, I, 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 again, I don't understand the story. Time, but again, I'm not running the ship, but hopefully everything does pay off. But I know you wanted to touch quickly on Christian and uh, Jungle Boy, and that match made no sense to me. But now I've heard through the grapevine that they had to cut it short and they had to restructure everything because Christian's injured. Right, okay, so I didn't know that. Okay. Um, um, I went, but I, when I watched it, it was actually my favourite bit of booking of the entire show. I thought it was brilliant, and I, I'm not part of the internet community or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I don't right. know what everyone else is saying, but I thought it was genius. I thought um, because that fucking choke slam from Luchasaurus, yeah, when that was crazy. Boy first came out onto that steel thing. It was like I was just sitting there with my glass of wine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> that looked real. <laughs> and he, but he got. Yeah, he got totally fucked up, but Jungle Boy did not leave that match looking weak in any way, right? He got completely dicked over by Luke I see what you're and Christian, yeah. um, and he can only come back hotter now because he's a sympathetic baby yeah. face. We all know he's badass. Christian is so good at being a CLB, like a little yeah. prick, right? Um, he's fucking... It's, Man, like we were watching him do this this same character and looking exactly the same in 2003 and he's still absolutely nailing it it's amazing but um yeah i love christian i think he's just such a fucking talent but um yeah the booking of it was i thought i thought it was great i think it's it's made christian look like even more of a cunt which is what he wants as yeah. a heel and it's made jungle boy even more of a sympathetic baby face, which is what he wants. It's perfect. It was really good booking for both characters. For Yeah, for them too, it was great. What they're doing with Luchasaurus, I have no idea. Because now this guy looks like a complete imbecile going back and forth. And that doesn't make sense to me. Like, what they should have done is maybe Christian brought in someone else and he took out Luchasaurus in the back and then he came out and did that 
to Jungle Boy, and then it, it's a new faction. And then you could splinter yeah. off and have that other person wrestle Luchasaurus and vice versa instead of Christian being involved because obviously he's hurt. Because I assume now they're going to do Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus until Christian is healed. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I don't know why they did that. With it. That made no sense. And it's like, okay, this guy's turned more than the big show now. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, I feel that. Luchasaurus, um, yeah, Luchasaurus, I'm not sure what can be done with him. Um, but Luchasaurus Jungle Boy will be a fucking good match, I reckon. It should be. Well, because they're so mm. close, too, so you know they're going to let that shit fly. <laughs> yeah, 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 you hope so. Yeah, exactly. And then what else was there? Well, let's talk about my favorite match. We'll leave the, the main event for last, because I don't even want to touch on the ladder match, because obviously that has to do with the main event, so... Acclaimed versus Swerve and Lee. This was my match of the night. From the audience to the actual match to the storytelling. I think the wrong team won. But again, long-term storytelling. I'm sure the Acclaimed is going to get their hands on this belt. And if not the at least top five best chance of all time. Oh, scissor me daddy. Come on, man. I know, I know, yeah. It was, I mean, as I've said, I was watching this show with um, three of my mates, so um, hearing that chant and getting an erection in front of them was very embarrassing for me. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was amazing. And fucking hell, man. Like, imagine if a couple of months ago, I like we'd said that there was going to be an AEW show in Chicago and the crowd would be less hot for CM Punk than a couple of ass boys. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. it's just fucking crazy. Exactly. And even them, like, I I see now the shift. Like, all the unused WWE talent that they're using, or misusing, like, for example, like, people like Miro, Swerve, Keith Lee, even Athena, like, everyone's sort of turning on them. Like, people aren't as enthusiastic to see them and don't care for them anymore. Because it's like, they came over here because they thought the grass was greener. And in some cases, and especially in Keith Lee's case, like he was given the keys to the castle when he was in NXT. Uh, yeah, I know they shit the bed in the thing, but, you know, looking back now, patience, yeah, of course. But I don't see him doing any better in AEW. Like, tag team champ? Like, same thing with Swerve. The like, guy was North American champ leading a fucking faction who now is back and don't need him, apparently. And it's like, come on, man. Like, fuck. It's, it's hard to yeah, see man. this now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Oh, on a side note as well. Sure. Um, when Samoa Joe came out, oh, there you go. Did you did you notice that he just started bleeding for no reason? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Did he do a Goldberg <laughs> before he came out? Yeah, I don't know. Just something like he Good came call. out, and well, I maybe think we he missed hit. something. Yeah, and then he just spontaneously started bleeding from his head. It was really weird. Yeah, that was weird. I forgot about Samoa Joe coming back too. See, that's another guy who came back. Put him in, I guess, in our way. The only, th- well, not even because Claudio, they just gave him the world, the Ring of Honor title. But it's not like he's doing anything with that, and they shoved him in the the Blackpool the Combat thing. Club, and it's like, oh, and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? It's like all these X that you keep getting, and then you have obviously CM Punk coming back, and then yeah. So let's get into again. Fantastic match, top to bottom. That tag team match was my favorite match of the night. But the main event yeah. to me. So many stories coming out of it, even afterwards, during. So we'll start with the ladder match. Guy shows up in a mask. Everyone knew who it was, obviously. Like, right off the bat, like, MJF chant started going up. The build, the internet, everyone knew. this. Like, who else could it have been? Come on. The way, even the way he got in the ring and the way he Ah, moves around. Good call. It's like no one else moves like that. That's true. It's so obvious who it was. That's so true. And that booty, you know. I mean, you can't you can't put a mask on that booty. Yeah, so I found it weird when I first watched this, and I'm like, okay, suspending disbelief. I'm pretending I don't know shit. It's not MJF. If they're introducing Stokely's new faction, this is a pretty shitty way of doing it, I think. Because now yeah. it looks like okay, you went out, recruited all these people, great people. May I add, this is going to be a fantastic faction. Tell you the truth, but then the supposed leader comes out in a mask, and it's like, okay, I know what you're doing. You want us to st- tune in, making us think that maybe he's going to reveal on Dynamite and at the end of the show. But no. So the match goes on. Okay, match. I didn't mind it. I don't know what you thought of it. I think it w- this is what sh- the first match should have been, in my opinion. Ad- until, um, uh, sorry, are we on the main event now? Or yeah. The ladder match still? No, no, no. The, the main event. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about yeah, the ladder yeah, match. There's no point because it was a waste. Yeah, no. 
yeah, no, ladder match. Yeah, ladder match was a total clusterfuck. Um, I thought I just, it just felt like so many missed spots. Yeah. And um, until Pentagon Junior, when he came out, he's kind of steadied the ship a little bit because he's fucking great. Well, he's the greatest. Um, but um, but up until that, there wasn't. Um, no. Yeah, it was um, an odd start to the show. Um, but yeah, sorry. Anyway, main event: CM Punk marks. Um, so yeah, the match was fine. Um, hearing a Chicago crowd that lukewarm on Punk. That's crazy, right? I never would have thought. It's just, no, it's just like, he's lost a significant amount of Chicago. And I just never thought that that would ever happen. And I don't, I don't know, know if that's because they've gone off Punk or just because Mox is so hot right now. I'm not sure. That's true. Um, or both. I, or both, yeah, a bit of both. Could be a bit of both. But yeah, the match. But the result of that match makes me i don't understand why they did on dynamite what they needed to do was you know why because i think that mox was going to get booed out of the building this is what they thought and cm punk was going to win this like what they wanted like you were saying with mcintyre homecoming and he was going to win it again at home in front of chicago everyone's going to erupt and right (coughs) no they fucked up do what they wanted it to yeah yeah, exactly yeah no yeah it must be that and i and i suppose like it probably popped a rating, didn't it, with with Box squashing Punk and all that stuff. I think so. Um, on Dynamite, but it's yeah, it's just weird. But it's just I was just so. I mean, bearing in mind I was a bottle of wine down at this point, <laughs> but <laughs> I was just sitting there like, um, like fucking hell, this crowd feels lukewarm on this. And yeah, like you say, the match was good. Punk wins, and it's like oh. Uh, it was just confusion more than anything. And then so. we obviously had the MJF stuff, and that was pretty yeah. cool. And then he got the biggest uh-huh. pop of the night coming out. Yeah, he did. Like, you yeah, know what yeah, I totally. mean? So obviously, uh, if they're smart enough, they're going to continue this. But I know MJF doesn't want to be like a so called face, but he could be like that dirty face, like how Austin was. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then just Punk be the sour person that he is and continue with that storyline. And then. Obviously, MJF reveals himself, so now he's going to, you know, challenge Punk and so forth and so on, whatever's going to happen moving forward. But the thing that got me going was what happened after, I think, after the main event or after the pay-per-view was better than the whole pay-per-view put together. <laughs> that was, dude, the, the pay-per-view, yeah, the pay-per-view was, the whole pay-per-view was just a pre-show for press conference. Right? right? That's, <laughs> that's all it was. But, oh man, me and Max were talking about it earlier, okay. about whether it's a work or not and i don't know man max is convinced that it's not a work oh i'm convinced it is so am i i'm glad but i still have that 0.01 percent in me because it is wrestling if it's if it's not a work tony khan is the worst like person at his job in the fucking world to actually sit next to cm punk when cm punk is talking about lawsuits and all this shit and stuff like that and that's what and makes me think it's real yeah and can't just sit there and let it happen do you know what i mean, I mean and it's like, with work. his bad acting yeah. wide eyes and that that mean it must be a work there's no fucking way that a businessman like that would would allow that to happen do you know what i mean they would have cut off his mic that. something would have happened they would have cut the feed like you know what i mean something would have gone down and then and again, so that started it off, and then it was a little bit quiet. Then reports started coming out that Punk assaulted someone in the back and punched them. They didn't say who. Yes, I've heard this. And yeah. then they said it was one of the Young Bucks. And then it finally came out that I think it was uh, it was Matt Jackson that he punched. Right. In the eye, most specifically. Yeah. So he punched him in the eye. And then comes out that Ace Steel was punching Nick too, and then he took a bite out of Kenny Omega. And I'm like, okay, now this is getting a little bit, you know, now I'm like, okay, this is for sure a work. Like, you know what I mean? But then I wake up this morning and I start reading stuff from the Wrestling Observer and shit saying, and they emphasize, and and this is where it got me too. And I'm like, no, this is a work. Because when anything they say emphasize, you know, it's a work, that this backstage situation, it's real and it's not storyline because now... It's being legal is being involved. So lawyers are being involved. So this is why they can't speak on it because now the lawyers have been interested. So I don't know if someone's suing someone or this or that or and it's like, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out when this airs. We'll know because of dynamite. But it feels I we'll mean, see. But like people like Max and stuff and like grown men thinking that it's all real. It's almost it's adorable. It can't be. But um, it's, never it's, real. it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. But, um, <laughs> 
is like it's nice that um, they can still suspend their disbelief. Do you know what I mean? And um, th- but I, I just can't. I just can't do it. Right? I can't. It's too convenient. If, if, if it is all, if it is all real, then AEW has suddenly, at the flip of a coin, turned into the biggest carny shit show of all time, and that just doesn't happen that quickly. Do you know what I mean? It's just so. It just it can't. It can't. It must all be a work. And the idea that be. oh well, the Wrestling Observer report, you know, the internet, right? But but they know how to manipulate the internet yeah. now. And if what if someone's going to do that, well, it's people like CM Punk. It's people like Kenny Omega. They know what they're doing. They know how to manipulate. All they need to do is get the right posts on Squared Circle under a pseudonym, right? And sure. on Reddit or that's whatever. True. And it's like that's all they need to do. And people just aren't used to the internet being manipulated like that with wrestling journalism yet well speaking of the internet the people who have fallen for it like max have already started putting out memes because now everyone thinks that all of the elites going to get fired and they're putting out you know you know i don't know if you've seen this one the radical sitting in the crowd so they put kenny omega on one's body the young bucks on another and hangman on another and calling them the new radicals i'm like oh my god <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> Oh, I saw a meme that made me think of you the other day. It's, oh. it's out, outdated now because okay. MJF is back. But as of like last week and stuff, we, when MJF was like MIA, right? Right. Um, it was... Um, <laughs> do you remember the bit in Seinfeld when George is just sitting there and his phone's ringing and his aunt's phone message, Believe it or not, George... My favourite song of the whole series. It was, it was just that, but with MJF's face. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan just trying to ring him constantly. And the fact that they played an answer phone message right? before we returned just made me think of that meme again. It was fucking great. Oh my god, that's hilarious. But it has me intrigued, all this story stuff. So they are doing something right. Either fake or real. It, I don't care. I'm going to tune into Dynamite, obviously. And I, I want to see what happens. And I'm very intrigued to see where this is going to lead to. And you know, okay... This is going to air after Dynamite, so we might have looked like idiots, or we might look like we know everything in the world. But in my, I don't know what's going to happen. But if they come out and do the WWE style and not acknowledge it, I might lean towards Max and think it is real. But if they come out and throw like jabs at it and little stuff to you know pretend that you know wink wink type of thing, then I know for sure it's it's a work. Yeah, they'll do they'll do pipe bomb style something is my prediction. Right. Or like someone will go off script. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> my God, he shouldn't be saying that. It's going to be something like that where um, where certain people will think, oh, but look, see, he said that and he wasn't supposed to. Well, one thing is for sure, wrestling's exciting again on all fronts. It is, yeah, I mean, I mean, this press conference saved the show really because we've just talked You're about right. how mediocre everything was and how there were so many decisions we don't understand but because of this press conference we're all pumped to watch dynamite we're still pumped on AEW and like fuck where's this gonna go this is awesome so in a way the show the show did its job as well you know and it's funny because i don't see anyone talking negativity negativity wow (laughs) negative about this show everyone's talking about the press conference so if their goal was to deviate knowing what they were seeing online during the show, people commenting, saying it's not the best pay-per-view they've put on. Maybe, again, like you said, this was the perfect opportunity to spring this into action. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it still goes down in history. I think so. What, that Punk's pipe bomb on Raw all right. those years ago, right? What else happened on that show? Who uh, gives a fuck? No, Do you no. know what I mean? Because that's the moment. So that's what that's you can rely on people like Punk for. It just... It just—it's still that era still goes down in history, even though you can't remember anything else that was going on at that time. No, that's so true. And like I said, fantastic time. I want to watch every week. There's so much still to watch. So like, Impact's fucking killing it too. I know you're a huge New Japan fan. They're fucking doing fantastic stuff there too. And it's like, how do you find all the time to watch all? It's like impossible, man. I know it is. There's literally not enough time in the day. So I think I was saying to you before we went on air. Um, I've still got a New Japan subscription just because. The um, the pound to yen conversion is so fucking cheap right now. New, if, if anyone's British listening, sign up for New Japan because it's like three pounds a month at the moment, nice. and it's just it's fucking great. It's, G1's just finished, and it was like yeah. that was that was just wall to wall quality, man. That was I mean, what are you getting from the G1? You're getting about twenty matches a week. And That's crazy. I still don't just, understand yeah. that whole con. That fucking people are nuts. How they still do it to this day, mind you. Love it. I can't keep up with it. I read the reports, but. If I had time, yeah, that's one thing I would really want to get into at least one year and watch every single match and see everything pan out. 
It's cool, man. Well, we were talking about the World Cup, right? It's got it's got the same sort of. That's feel what I as mean, that. exactly. You get stuck in with the groups and the points and stuff. Well, speaking of and, World Cup, uh, actually, I just remembered that. Sorry to cut you off there, Jess, but that's what they were saying that the WWE or NXT Europe's going to be like. They're trying to do this sort of World Cup esque type thing, where okay. eventually they have like an event every year just to shine on certain stars and certain whatever, whatever. So maybe that's how they're going to like. You know how they did the UK tournament to start off UK NXT. Maybe they start off with a World Cup esque type thing to start off NXT Europe. Yeah, UK tournament was wicked. I, um, the Cruiserweight Classic, do you remember that? Oh, of course. Um, like, fuck it out. Like, that was, they were good, man. Yeah, tournaments, when they're done right, are fucking wicked. They're just really fun to keep up with. As long as you stay spoiler-free, obviously. Well, um, it's Yeah, they're great. Um, but, Matt, if you haven't seen it, um, just jumping back to New Japan, of the course. final, the yeah. Okada, um, Osprey, I heard um, it was great. G1 final, watch it, man. It's okay. um, my top match of the year. It's fucking Shit. great. Shit, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Osprey. Like, I, I don't think Okada's overrated. I just think so many people have bigged him up that, to me now, it's like, yeah, he's great, but you know, it's it's almost like Ric Flair. I've watched one Okada match. I've watched them all type of thing. I think Okada's the better when he's facing good opponents like Osprey, like Omega, like you know what I mean. And then if he's facing someone else, it's like, okay, it's it's Okada. The thing that makes Okada look so good is he can he can make anyone look like a threat. So mm. it doesn't matter who it doesn't matter who he's wrestling. The Shawn Michaels that, effect. Yeah, it is kind of that. He, um, Okada and Ric Flair to a degree. Like, sure, yeah. Um, like Okada um, normally wins, but throughout the match, he he never makes his opponent look look worse off for that's Okada true. winning. If you see what I mean, and that's his skill. And I. I can't even put my finger on how he does it, but he does, and it's fucking great. I love Okada. That's awesome. All right, Jess, ready for the worst story of the week, my friend? Oh, man. I mean, as we say every time, this is <laughs> all like In the same way that All Out was a warm-up for the press conference, <laughs> this whole thing has just been a warm-up for the weird story of the week. That's it. That's how it goes. Okay, so this week's story comes from a Southwest airliner where the pilot almost had to ground the flight before even taking off due to passengers doing what, if you could guess? Oh, um, passengers. So there was more than one passenger doing yes, something. Yes, so multiple passengers were involved in this. So so they were, okay, to put this in perspective, they were, to paint a nice little picture, they were going on vacation from, I didn't say which state, so I would assume so, somewhere cold in the States. They were going down to Mexico <clears throat> to an all-inclusive type thing. So they're all rowdy and all that and, you know, stuff was happening. So what do you think these people were doing before the flight took off? I think they were having a spirited game of Soggy Biscuit. What the fuck is Soggy Biscuit, my friend? Soggy Biscuit. It might just be a British game. It might not have made it over to Canada. (laughs) Okay. Basically, um, it works best with five people i would say oh you stand you stand in a circle okay. you have a biscuit or a cracker you know like a ritz cracker sure. or a cracker you put cheese on okay, okay. um you'd hold that in the middle and you're all furiously masturbating and then why do the i first, ask? <laughs> and then you all ejaculate on oh God. the biscuit and the last one to ejaculate has to eat it oh get the f- <laughs> Okay, Max, this would be a perfect time if you're out there listening in the universe. Please come save me. (laughs) And this is why the people that like my music don't have to know about the podcast side of my life, by the way. (laughs) Thank God that has never come over here. And if it has, it's not my generation. So I don't give two I'm Honestly, I've never heard of anything like that, man. That's that's on a different level. Is is that like old school? Or is that something new? Like, how long has this been around for? Soggy Biscuit. I, I reckon, uh, I don't know, I'm feeling like this is, it's got 80s written over it. To me. Okay. I think it's one of those, it sort of started in um, sort of posh boy schools. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that, go. a lot of weird stuff happens in posh private schools over here. I could imagine, my friend. Well, no, it wasn't that. But oh. it did involve <laughs> penis, though. Me. It did involve penis, so you were on the right track. A massive orgy. Was it an orgy? Was someone snorting okay. coke off of this someone's isn't dick? isn't a fucking porn, all right? That only happens in the porns where you have sex with the fl- fucking flight attendants. <laughs> Well, with that attitude, it might. But you, if you live your life like me, if you just just pretend that you're always in a porno, and some magic things might happen. Okay, true. No, so some passengers apparently were sun. Can't even say it's true. <laughs> we're sending unsolicited 
dick pics via airdrop to people randomly. <laughs> <laughs> what, just on the plane? On the plane! So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you just get a dick pic, and you're like, oh, fuck, where's that come from? It's like, wait, I recognize that. <laughs> on that chair. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm sitting on, man. Like, <laughs> this dick is nearby. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be the game. You send the dick pic, come find me. <laughs> Colder, colder. <laughs> Actually, now looking back, the weird part was the actual fucking pilot trying to ground this flight. Like, you know what I mean? What's wrong with people saying, I guess because people started complaining to the flight attendants. And I'm like, but now I'm thinking and I'm like, then turn off your airdrop or just put it to your contacts. Why do you have it well, open sure. to the public? That's your I fault. The pilot needed to ground the plane because he wanted to get involved. So he needed oh. his hands free to take the pictures, right? Oh, good call. Maybe. Yeah, you ain't said no dick. You said a pilot dick. Mm. But yeah, they all apparently did stop once because it was funny. The actual pilot came on the PA <laughs> system and said, "If you guys don't stop, we are not going." And then we'd oh, have really? to evacuate. Then security would be involved. Then no more dick pics were sent throughout the whole flight, and they made it to Mexico. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's one for the pilot CV, isn't it? He dealt with the situation, Ooh. sorted it out. You did a good job that day, and I hope you get a good Christmas bonus. <laughs> now, have you ever sent or received unsolicited, I guess, not even dick pics, just anything sexual, via text uh, or DMs or anything? Yeah, uh, well, so, uh, I've received, uh, yeah, I, I, I've received uns- unsolicited boob pics, I would say. Well, that's not bad. But, no, but they're welcome. Do you know what I oh, mean? Oh, so they're not unsolicited then. No, but I didn't ask for them either. Oh, it's that's true. Like a, it's okay. just a nice surprise. Do you know what I mean? So it's still unsolicited. It's unsolicited, but I'm happy. I'm happy with the unsolicitation. But um, it, but that's the fundamental difference between men and women. I think, isn't it? Well, like, of course. But well, like, not all women. Some enjoy it. You can't say all. I don't think they'd enjoy it just out of the blue from someone that they don't know particularly. But I don't know. It's weird, man. Like straight, gay, whatever. Like women objectively just look great naked right and i think willies just out of context just never look good they just oh again speaking not, of seinfeld speaking of seinfeld yeah. our bodies are utility women's bodies are a work of art exactly <laughs> it is exactly that yeah like the dick is there to do a job it does the job well but well we hope really, so it's not it's not really there to be looked at in the same way as naked women do you know what i mean I guess. I guess it's like feet. It's just there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. And they, I'm, I'm glad I've got my feet. They do me well. Like, they take me places. But I'm, I'm not going to be sending pictures of them to anyone anytime. <laughs> All right, we're going to go down a deep rabbit hole if we don't stop, because I know where this is going to be leading soon enough. <laughs> so, Jesse, thanks once again, my friend. It's been a blast. Always a pleasure when we do one-on-ones. It's been a while, so fantastic. Plug whatever you want, anything you want to promote, socials, whatever. Floor's all yours. Thank you, man. Um, so I'm playing music with a guy called Trevor Babajack right now. If you're a fan of blues music, look up Trevor Babajack. He's really good. There's a new album coming out soon. Um, if you're in England, we're playing all over the place. Come and see us at some point. Um, I think that's about it, really. Uh, that's all I'm doing at the moment um, that needs any plug-in. So, but thanks for having me, Steve. Love it. One-on-one is fun. Um, love you. And happy days. <laughs> Thank you. And for myself, you can find me on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them, almost definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please, each and every week, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. And if you are a wrestling fan that's gotten this far, stay tuned. Next week, I will be having returning guests and actually a good friend of mine. PCO returns to the podcast and we talk about him transitioning from Ring of Honor to Impact and also have John Cena from Post Wrestling. We talk about Lego building and all that fun stuff. So it's a great little episode for into Legos and wrestling. So stay tuned next week for that. And I don't know if you guys could tell, you look down on your device. I'm in the 290s now. So the 300th episode's coming soon. I don't know if I'm going to do something. Everyone keeps asking if I'm going to get a big guest or are you going to do anything. I honestly... Like, what, what else is there to celebrate? Like, once you hit 100, isn't that it? Like, who cares? And Dude, now it's yeah, just I, whatever. The, mile, the milestone on its own is celebration enough. You don't have to stress yourself out. Like, right? Organizing all this shit. You know That's what I mean? Because I mean, like, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll have a ton of old guests or I'll get one big guest. Or, but it's like, just to stress. And like, it's true. I just want to have... Whatever happens, happens. I'm sure I'll still get a great guest or whatnot. But 
Who cares? Like, yeah, just fucking enjoy yourself. Just I think if so. you ca- just get people on that you enjoy talking to because it's your fucking party. It's your three hundredth episode. You've earned this. You know what I mean? That's just true. chill out, enjoy it. Just do whatever makes you happy. It's so funny. I've gotten this far not caring what anyone thinks or rates about this episode, <laughs> and now all of a sudden I'm reaching three hundred. I'm like, fuck. Maybe I should do this. It's like, why? No, it's true. You're right. I gotten this far on this type of stuff. So why change it up now? Dude, yeah, the not give a fuck formula obviously worked. <laughs> On that note, he's Jesse. I'm Steve. Fuck you, Max. This is the podcast. <laughs> Peace.